America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Lincoln Live today is time well spent with the newly elected chair of the Lancaster County Board, Rick Vest. Rick, thank you very much for uh, taking me up on my invitation, not only today, but for the year that you are chair to come in every month and update us on county business. Thank you, Dale. It's, it's an honor for me to be here with you, and uh, thank you for all you do for our community to help them stay informed. Well, county government's important, and uh, my first question to you is, uh, why did you want to run for the Lancaster County Board? I had a 40-year career with the Burlington Northern, Burlington Northern Santa Fe BNSF Railway Company, and I had retired in 2015, and I, I've always had an interest in public service uh, throughout my uh, working life i volunteered with a number of organizations probably most particularly i was a mediator for 20 years and did uh, was interjected into a lot of uh, situations where people were having disputes that they just couldn't work their way through and I, my attention after i retired was drawn to politics and i thought that i could be of service to our community and help continue to build Lancaster County uh, on on all the good things we have going on, continue that growth and build it into an even better community. All right, let's get down to some county business. It's the mid-year budget that has your attention and fellow members on the board. Uh, Some COVID expenses have been delayed uh, because of uh, money that isn't coming in. Why don't you take us through the mid-year budget and how you see it through a county board's perspective? This is a big point every year in the the life of the county board because the biggest single item that we attend to is the county budget. And so we go through with our budget director, we go through the mid-year report, and I have to say that this, there's good news and somewhat concerning news. The the best news is the board, the budget is in the best shape that it's been in on my time on the board. Our efforts to increase the cash reserve have kept us more solvent than we've been in years past. We've also benefited, Dale, from some delayed expenses. You know, as you probably will recall, the courts were shut down for a time during the quarantine period. Uh, Our expenses there were lowered. Uh, We had fewer people in our jail, which is a goal that we continue to pursue. That reduced some costs there, and we had reduced costs in the sheriff's department as well. The problem is, of course, now the courts are gearing back up, and they kind of have a backlog, so we anticipate that those costs will not only return but may increase. The bottom line, I guess what I'm trying to say, is that mid-year, we were in very good shape. We were well, we were on our way to meeting the budget in all departments, and that's a real tribute to those people who are out working for the county. Uh, using the money wisely. And also, since that time, we've had high overtime costs in our engineering department, which everybody's aware of that situation. So we'll see if this momentum can continue on throughout the year. But at this point, we're really pleased. A reoccurring subject, Rick, that you and I will talk about a lot over the next year, and that is bridges, 
particularly engineering resources in general. How does that look at this point? And that, of course, there's there's a couple topics in the engineering department. Bridges is one, uh, and roads is the other. Let, let's just start with bridges. At this point, we've seen continued improvement in the bridges. Really big tribute to Pam Dingman and her staff. Uh, we've made a lot of repairs and replacements, uh, and that's an ongoing project. We still have more bridges closed than we want. We still have more bridges that are in danger if we have a, a bad flooding season where we could lose more, uh, but we're continuing to improve those. Right now, the biggest topic that's going to be of interest to your folks that we're hearing the most about is as we have this thaw after all this record-setting snow is county roads uh, are turning to mush. And the problem, Dale, the biggest problem is that as the population expands outside the city of Lincoln, we have small communities out on the perimeter. And as they start to travel on road, right now, 98th Street, for example, is the one that's getting the most attention. Uh, these roads have traffic levels that overwhelm gravel roads. Simply, you can only maintain gravel roads up to it's in the 300 to 400 car trips a day, and some of them, like 98th Street, are over 400 trips a day. And with the weather and the traffic, it just creates a real mess on these gravel roads. Rick Vass joining me, chair of the Lancaster County Board. Uh, I noticed that last week commissioners voted 3-1 to one to allow for the electricity generating wind turbines in rural parts of the county to be noisier and installed closer to residents. Curious, Rick, whether this had anything to do with the rolling blackouts. Did that influence that decision? Uh, no, th that was just more a coincidence of timing. Uh, a, this is something that we actually, well, we've worked on for a long time, but we actually sent a letter to the planning department in November of our intention to revisit the uh, wind turbine standards. And so this was just the timing that worked out as a result of that letter in November. And how did you vote on that, Rick? I voted for the changes in the standards. Uh, the changes, they were fairly minimal, Dale, in that we reduced the setbacks from five times the turbine height to 3.5 times the turbine height. That, uh, that is what the planning department had recommended, and that's it, a long story why we went off that and went to five, but our intention was to return to what the planning department had uh, recommended. I voted to change the three-acre set-aside rule, and then I voted to increase the decibel level. Uh, we had 40 during the day, 37 at night, which was significantly lower than almost all of the state of Nebraska. The decibel standards that we had were much lower. We did raise the decibel level to 42, and that's around the clock, which is still, you could argue easily that that's the lowest decibel standard in the state of Nebraska. Rick Vest from the County Board, a lot to get to. Rent assistance. Uh, have you had a chance to check on that? Because I know the state is in the process of uh, not only getting some payments to tenants, but also payments to the landlords. How is that impacting 
uh, out in the impacting renters and landlords out in the county. And this is a really good program for a tough situation because you realize this problem is multifaceted in that not only when renters struggle, you know, and we, we are asking landlords not to evict non-paying renters who are, who are caught in the COVID situation, uh, that, that creates problems because we have a lot of small landlords out there uh, and they, are, they have to make their payments. So big, a good program. I don't know the exact details other than I do know both the city of Lincoln and the county have have received funds to help renters make their rent payments. And um, I would I wish I had the direct website to go to. But if they go to the county website, you can find that on there or call the county administrator um, and they can steer you to this. But there is pro- money available for both folks inside the city of Lincoln and for those living outside in the county areas. I and mean, that would include Waverly and Hickman and communities like that. We have funds available to assist uh, renters and landlords to help them stay current with their payments. Rick, an issue that I'm watching, and this will take place in the months ahead, and that is the gambling casinos. I know that the the gambling entity wants to make some changes or modifications to its plan. That's soon to be set on the Planning Commission agenda. I'm following it there. But LB73 is a bill from Lincoln Senator Suzanne Geist that would set aside 10% of the gambling revenue for ag societies in counties with gambling casinos. And, of course, Lancaster County would have a gambling casino. Uh, February 1st hearing on that from Senator Geist. I lost track of it after February 1st. What's your take and where do you come down on that bill? I'm strongly in support and the board did vote to support LB 73. When Senator Geist approached us with her plan, uh, it, it seemed very well thought out to me and I appreciate her efforts. We have a very vibrant ag society in Lancaster County. They do a lot of good work out there at the uh, Lancaster County Fairgrounds. Uh, that facility is used by a wide array of groups in our community and from around the country, including this weekend, Dale, a chance to, uh, I believe it's this weekend where they have the second largest national indoor farm equipment show mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this is a facility that needs We've been successful at building facilities out there, but they need support with maintenance funding. And Senator Geis bill uh, would solve that problem and I think put us in good shape to have a vibrant ag society and fairgrounds far into the future. I speak on a regular basis with Amy Dickerson, the managing director of the Lancaster Event Center, and we talk all the time. They were closed for six months, no revenue, zero. Nothing came in to LEC. So uh, any sort of legislative help would certainly benefit them. Just enough time to take a look at LB 271. This is a bill from Senator Adam Morfeld of Lincoln. First reading back on January 15th. I believe it had a hearing on the 17th. Testing for those in DUI, there would be diversion, which would allow them to have their their driver's provisional license during the time they are in diversion. Where do you come down on LB 271, Rick? I am so glad you asked about this particular bill, Dale. 
we uh, the board did vote unanimously to support this bill, and I'm strongly in favor of it. This will allow folks who have been charged with a DUI to get into a diversion program that strictly monitors them, testing twice a day to ensure that they are staying within the parameters of the program, and then uh, allow what this does is allow them to get a provisional driver's license so they can continue to work, continue to be productive. There are some problems with the current system, and I won't go into that, but just to say this alleviates some, some roadblocks, some impediments that could prevent people in the diversion program from being able to effectively get to work. And that's what we're trying to do is allow them the opportunity to be successful. Rick, I'm very much looking forward to our conversations every month and letting city listeners know what our country cousins are doing because it's important. It's important. More Lancaster County residents coming into Lincoln, more Lincoln residents living outside of the city limits. And so this blend has to be talked about and we need to be familiar with it. And you're helping us do that. Thank you very, very much. It's my honor, Dale, and again, I'm just incredibly grateful for what you and all the media folks do in our community. We try. We sure do. Rick Vest joining me, chair of the Lancaster County Board on Lincoln Live.